and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here to help spread the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has in not only building better relationships with other people, but ultimately building a more harmonious and stronger connection with Mother Earth. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to Mother Earth, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can help improve the relationship with yourself to, again, empower yourself so you can empower your community and empower our beautiful planet. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram at The LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at thelyfoundation.com. All right, everybody, and welcome to the LYF podcast. Monica here, and today I have a very special guest and good friend of mine, Sonia Barcelona. Um, she is a Vegas-based uh, artist and musician. She's a photographer, singer, songwriter. She has amazing music videos, and just she's just a gem of a human being. And so I'm so happy that she's here with me today. And so Sonia, say hello to, to everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Monica. That was such an awesome intro. Oh. Like human being too. Oh, thanks, Sonia. <laughs> well, today we're going to go ahead. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> today we're going to chat a little bit about Sonia's um, artist career, like how it's how what all the stepping stones to leading where she is now, and and talk about inspiration and the difficult times that we're in, and then also her um, her touch that she's had too on the Love Yourself Foundation. Little little known um, fun fact is that Sonia actually was the artist that created our logo. So it's it's always been Sonia's. She I remember one time we were chatting about this and we we're like and Sonia's like yeah I just I leave my what did you say like um like Easter eggs. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. If I said that, good job, Sonia. <laughs> So, but yeah, so Sonia's just so, so awesome. So we'll, we'll get to it. So um, the, first que- the first question I've been asking uh, folks is, uh, what do you love about yourself? And, about, and that quality that you love about yourself, has it helped you get through some difficult times? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That might change depending on whatever time period I'm in my life. But I think mm-hmm. if I look back at it, I really like the curiosity that I have, um, and it can be a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I might be like, oh, what's in that dark alleyway? And so it's a totally bad idea. Um, but sometimes those dark alleyways, and if, if, if I speak more like, uh, I don't know, metaphorically, like within myself, have given me the opportunity to see the darkness within myself and then probably put that into my music. So that's Mm -hmm. maybe the, like, the negative. So positive versus negative, none of them have holding some like bad or evil, just being like the opposites of each other, right? So Mm -hmm. the positive side of my curiosity um, has been like, I I love meeting people. Um, I love... uh, just kind of 
wondering about a person's life if that makes sense and I think mm-hmm. I put that into my music and my photography so I love photographing people um, a lot of people other photographers may not feel that way there's landscape photographers there's um, more like beauty photography but I love portraits because they give you the opportunity to get up close literally with a person and then mm-hmm. um, also to try and connect with the person I love that I love like recently I kind of made the tagline for photos for the people which is this portrait event I do I made it like I've been collecting smells in 2017 okay that sounds kind of creepy but <laughs> like when I say it like that it sounds creepy but um I like that because I think it's a challenge to make somebody smile and it's a challenge that I like to take because it's a what is a what does it take for a particular person to smile? Because you know what I like? I like when um, that curiosity gets me to, to speak with a person that I may uh, I have never met before and then to see what makes them smile because we kind of have that, all of us smile at something. So mm-hmm. sometimes it work, works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I just end up saying really bad jokes and a person thinks I'm weird. Uh, but the other two, you know... <laughs> Sometimes I do connect with a person and uh, they become my friend. So I do that in my music and my photography. And I feel like that's a good aspect of myself that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And uh, it's so much fun um, to take pictures with you, honestly. It, it's, uh, I, I mean, I've, I've, had, I've had photos taken with other folks. But with you, it's just, it's just always fun, you know? And, and you really do bring that out in people. It's such a joy. <laughs> Yeah, I love love people and I and I want them to um, see themselves the way that I see them. Um, And then it's really awesome because some people have never taken professional photos before. And when they do see themselves, I like that reaction, too, for them. Like, wow, I've never taken photos like this before. It's like, yay! (laughs) (laughs) And I think, you know, fun fact, like I remember when you first um, did photos for the people and it was you did it on your birthday, right? Yeah. 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 Um, So, um, yeah, I love doing things on my birthday that have to like give happiness or smiles and so at that time I was just like I want to just take photos of my friends and um, I'll just charge $50 for the service fee because like it takes time to edit so I feel like that would be fair and plus um, people wanted to give me gifts anyway so they were like yeah 50 bucks not problem and so I was like okay whatever Um, that started on my birthday in 2017 so that was September 7th 2017 Um, Mm -hmm. and then when the photos came out of course people shared them and at that time I was shooting on like a a felt background that I duct taped to a wall in a working room full of nerds so (laughs) if you can imagine like gamers on their computer while I'm trying to lead people into this (laughs) room section where there's not gamers and they're like watching like what is this girl doing with this felt background on our wall but anyway um yeah so they shared the photos um and then people their friends started asking like when I was going to do it again so I didn't expect that you know I didn't expect people I thought it was just going to be a one-time thing and then because people asked for it I 
started doing it again Mm -hmm. and uh the idea came up of like what if i choose different color backdrops for each month that i do it um and then it's just been that for the past three years so that's photos for the people and it all started from just having fun on my birthday (laughs) (laughs) that's so awesome that's so great i i've loved just to seeing the growth with it and and i think um yeah, I, I, it just goes to show the guts, you know, that it just takes to start something new and to go with it. And, and, um, and I think that can tie in really well and, and, and going back to memory lane and, and thinking about when was that moment in your life where you decided like, you know what, I'm going to pursue being like a full-time artist or, or, you know, the baby steps that led to that. Um, right. Could you talk, could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. With each person, I think they have I- individual goals, right? Like when we talk about freelancers, I think everybody's story is so different. And I think it's because each person has to learn their uh, preferences. Right. And so mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't have like a preference to, to be my own boss until I realized that those were, that was like the behavior I was exhibiting. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, like sometimes you have to step back from yourself and I journal a lot. So like when I journal, I was like, man, I keep quitting or getting fired from jobs. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like I was like is there something wrong with me and then I was like oh no I just like uh I had a boss so I was mm, I would say like one of my favorite jobs was actually working at this vegan restaurant in downtown Vegas for the chef Stacey Dugan um her restaurant's called Simply Pure you probably have been to it um she has amazing Mm -hmm. nachos oh my god so good yeah so good yeah so I worked for her for two years and um she is an amazing human being when she started her business she uh was pregnant and um so that she was like starting a business on her own during pregnancy and I was like, how is she doing all these things, you know? Wow. And so um, as I was watching her journey, businesswoman, um, a black woman doing this on her own, raising a child, you know, I was like, man, I have nothing to complain about. Like, what is my own path? So mm-hmm. in 2013, if you're if you're asking for it, like a particular moment in my life where I was like, I, I want to be freelance, I would say that it started to go in that direction in 2013 because that was – I. I took like a gap year after graduating from college and I just traveled around the world. Um, and, um, as a kid, so journaling and just kind of having that introspective year, I realized like I am good doing things the way that I like to do them. Um, Mm -hmm. and growing up as a, only child, I think you have that sense of independence and you don't like other people telling you what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, so me saying like, oh, I'm getting fired or quitting from jobs. It was like, it's not because I'm bad at those jobs. I was actually really good at those jobs. Uh, At one point, I was like a wedding photographer for the little white chapel downtown with the Elvis and the pink Cadillac and everything. I was a baby portrait photographer. I also did photography for a, uh, a, a car company, like a major car company to just do their take photos of their vehicles, which is like one of the easiest jobs I've ever had. And, um, 
made so much money, but I like hated my life. Um, So it's each job I think that you have leading up to your own version of freedom is giving you a lesson and and it's asking you like, is this really what you want? And Mm -hmm. every time that I had that moment, I would say like, is this the job that I want to have for the rest of my life? And will I be okay with that? Will that satisfy me? Will that give me life? And those were important things. I think that was my freedom. Freedom was like the biggest thing was like, am I do I have freedom to do what I want to do? Do I feel creative? Yeah. Do I feel like the best version of myself? That's my sense of freedom. So 2013, I had odd jobs. I worked for Stacey Dugan for a couple of years, but then after that, she, she was she asked me if I wanted to become the manager because I got so good at it. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, and then she was like, "You you should really." you know, consider that. And if not, like, I wouldn't want you here just being a cashier or like a non-managerial role, basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So for me, that was like, you either move up or you move out, right? And Mm -hmm. I decided that I should try and be freelance. So I quit and Stacey Dugan was like so supportive of that. And the year after that, I had a lot of odd jobs and it was like financial ups and downs and I was still trying to find myself. And then um, what made me happiest was music. So the way that I figured out I was a good photographer was through music because I would go to open mics and I would take photographs of the people who would go up for them to share because a lot of people don't have photos for themselves to promote mm-hmm. or whatever and then when it was my turn to to go up and perform I would perform my songs so they were working in tandem always with music um and so once I said like I want my main focus to be music and I'm all and I'm also a photographer that kind of clicked because I do have a preference preference toward music not mm-hmm. photography, if that makes sense. Because there was a mm-hmm. moment in my life where I was like, am I a photographer that does music or am I a musician that does photography? And those questions kind of like ruined my life. <laughs> like, I, think, <laughs> I think it's better to just kind of go with the flow and see what you like. And mm-hmm. what I liked was I loved being around music and then I did photography and um, I don't have to call myself a photographer or a musician. I could just say these things are what I do and these things that they light me up when they're, I'm around mm-hmm, them. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, that's what I just kept doing. I just said, like, I love music so much. I'm just going to make sure um, it's always in my life. And if I do photography and if I write songs or whatever, then that's the I guess mm-hmm. the flow of my life. So that led me to where I'm at now, where um, like I enjoy recording music. Um, I think it's really fun. I think it's fun uh, picking up a guitar and being able to to write a melody and write a song. And that's just me discovering that I had a talent and that I should, you know, work at it. And then with photography, it was like, I love people, but I want to make it my way. Like, I don't want to be photographing cars. I don't want to be photographing like babies are nice, but man, like being in a hospital is kind of, it feels sterile. And (laughs) yeah. So like, there's, there's, there's like, you just have to follow your preference. And I think when you go through life, you have these contrasts. It's like, well, what do you want? 
the, the universe will give you a situation. They'll be like, okay, well, you asked for a job that was well paid, so here it is, but is this really what you want? Mm-hmm. And you yourself have to make the decision and say, well, yes and no, so maybe I should try something different. And I think allowing yourself to make that change is what's going to take you to your like ultimate uh, path. If that makes sense, your, your, your version of freedom. Um, Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I would say about that. Cause everybody's different. Like nobody can follow any person's any, another person's path. Cause it's not going to be theirs. Mm -hmm. So yeah, follow the contrast can be sucky though. You know, if you're in a nine to five that you hate, Mm -hmm. like to look back at it when you're 80 years old. Right. So that's helps you. So it'll be like, I'm 80 years old. I was working at this nine to five. I was in a cubicle. I was in the matrix. It sucked. (laughs) And then I took like the red pill and now I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, I think that storyline helps me to be like, one day I'll be 80 years old looking back at this decision I made that drastically changed my life and it was for the better. So like having to do a total 180 um, in a, at, a, at a certain time of your life may seem so intimidating, right? But when you yourself feel like you've got to change, that it's just suffocating you or you really don't yes. feel like you're in the right place or environment or with the right people in the right relationship, it helps to to look to the future retrospectively, if that makes sense. Yeah, like what I've been doing, like 80 years old, look back and say that I made a good decision because you don't want to stick yourself somewhere for very long. That's not, evolution is change, right? So Mm -hmm. I think when you feel stale or stuck or just totally um, not vibrant in your Mm -hmm. own life, it's time for a change, you know? So that's, that's how I, I, where I am now is like, I allowed myself to change or go along with the flow of life, yeah. which, you know, it's a roller coaster, but I take it, man. It's a nice ride. <laughs> I love that. You know, I, I it's so well said everything that you said. And for me, um, uh, I mean, you know, this Sonia, um, how much you've inspired me in my life and, uh, just to, to get the guts to honestly start the love yourself foundation like a few years ago when the idea was uh, ruminating in my mind and and all that like I I would have different conversations with Sonia and kind of give her what I was thinking about and not only that um just how much your music you know has helped me and and it helped me overcome those darker shades and and there's a song that Sonia has called Higher. And I mean, that song helped me so much <laughs> just to kind of gain that different perspective of like, you know what, like maybe you have to go through this dark time to get to like a higher elevated state. And mm-hmm. so for, you know, for me, I mean, as a friend and fan, like I'm, I will always be so grateful and um, just indebted to you, you know, and, and how much you've helped me in my, and personally, and in like my creative um, endeavors. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, honestly, and like, oh, and, <laughs> and um, seriously, because it was through, through, so through, and I've, I've spoke about it about, briefly now on, on here and maybe people have heard me talk, but um, just like during that time of, of overcoming 
the difficulty, like with the anxiety, the panic attacks and, and all that, that that time period brought, I got reconnected in a deeper way with music and art, which had always been extremely important to me, but I feel like um, I had suppressed it for a long time. And anyway, that time of healing reconnected me to that. And it was so much of your music that helped me get back to that place. Oh, and awesome. so, uh, yeah. And like, and so I really like, honestly, all I have was born um, just thanks to you too, honestly. And so I'm, I'm just so grateful. I will always be so grateful. Hey. <laughs> oh, that makes my heart so happy. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, yeah, honestly. Yeah. And like em- embracing the darker shades so we can bring light to it. And, and that's mm-hmm. what love, you know, love yourself foundation is all about and, and trying to do it in a lighthearted way. And I think you represent that so well, like with just the person that you are, like the representation, how you show up in life, you know, is like not, you know, I know that you have your hard days too, but that, that enthusiasm that you have is like, it's so, um, what's the word? It's just so, um, it's just, it's contagious, a very mm. contagious thing. And it helps so many people. So I'm just so Aww. grateful to be your friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm grateful to have you as a friend too. I think we, we inspire each other. And uh, um, I, I, so like I talked about being 80 years old, but sometimes I also like imagine myself, all of my friends being six years old and we're all just in this sandbox trying to play with each other and like Aww. you know when you're six year when you're six years old you're like hey can you help me with my sad cat doll and then the other kids are like yeah sure i'll help you and then somebody accidentally knocks it down they don't get mad they're just like oh okay let's do it again <laughs> so like, i feel if we imagine our adult selves as our six-year-old selves then we can all have that spirit of fun and, and lightheartedness mm-hmm. and you know like it, in in dark times that helps me too so I, I don't know I just uh, having a good imagination is very helpful yes. <laughs> yeah yeah and so I think that that's I've held that intact and uh, and I like uh, like I said I like making people smile and laughing and and if somebody has an idea isn't that like a great thing to have an idea mm-hmm. uh, especially when times are dark I would say it is more difficult for a person to be imaginative and positive to make that choice to be vibrant and um Mm -hmm. full of life if that makes sense when there's when there's so much death around or Mm -hmm. just darkness around um but you can find that within yourself um i i personally think that that's a way to connect to your own version of spirituality is Mm -hmm. um you know like when i see a chubby fat buddha i'm like that dude is freaking laughing and chilling man on his like (laughs) like pot of gold and stuff like that's a good (laughs) that's a good just like vision to be like dude yo the gods are laughing we can laugh too and uh maybe it's not so bad so yeah exactly I'd be a fat Buddha. (laughs) I have a Buddha, but it's like the slim one, and I'm like, no, I need to get the fat one. It's like, it's like a pile of gold. Yeah, (laughs) exactly right. Life life is such a such a spectrum, and and I I mean, you kind of touched upon it already a little bit. But so, I mean, these times, you know, they they have been darker than a lot of us are used to. You know, this has probably been. 
at least in our generation, right? It's like the biggest thing we've ever had to deal with. So um, what have you been doing to keep that, um, keep yourself like at a healthy, balanced state um, Mm. ever since this started? Yeah, um, I feel like I'm really lucky. I lived with, I'm living with my partner, uh, Cameron Kelly, and he is such a good light in my life. And I think we balance each other out and make sure that we're doing all right. So in that way, I feel like I'm very, very lucky because I do know that there are other people who are living alone and it can be very tough. Um, With that said, um, personally, like, there's also that dynamic of like, I need space and I can't just like be around you all the time, even though I am around you 24 seven. So having um, that time to, to reflect with myself and connect to my own spirituality, that's been helpful to me. Um, mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot. Um, I like reading about um, how, how behavior, like behavior mm-hmm. um, and I like Tara Brock. I've been reading her book. So let me be more specific. So, so Tara Brock has a book called Radical Acceptance. And I've been mm-hmm. reading that along with um, The Four Agreements, um, along with there's a book called The Kabbalion, which touches on the mechanics of the universe in uh, by the Egyptians or like, you know, just like if mm-hmm, you get into mm-hmm. those realms then you'll like the law of attraction is a part of the Kabbalion so there's like Mm. different laws that we all pay attention to so um, me going and reading and delving into those topics helps me see that this universe is not just what is in front of our eyes it's uh, Mm -hmm. it's all vibrational and um, there's a mental aspect to it and we as human beings are amazing alchemists like when the there's the book called the alchemist too but like when i say alchemist i mean like a transformer and we According to science, we are energy vibratory things, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, um, we are able to transform ourselves, our energy, and how can we do that? How do we transform it? So, when I when I delve into into those topics, it makes me feel so grateful to be alive because mm-hmm. you just you just realize like everything is so perfect on this planet. The distance from the Earth to the Sun, the Moon, the planets, and how they all move and how they really do affect our bodies. Like if you look at the moon and you're like, dude, that affects the tides. That affects women's menstrual cycles. That affects our moods. Like we have Mm -hmm. uh, words like lunatic when the, when the full moon is out is because like it does cause people to get kooky, but why does that happen? Why does that happen? Is there an imbalance within us that the stars are trying to like illuminate if that makes sense? So when I delve into those topics, it makes me get the feeling of, of wonder and magic. And like, this world is really, really not what it seems in front of our eyes. When I forget that, I pay attention to the fear of death. You know, like I pay attention to that and it, and it scares me. But if I connect with nature too, oh my God, it's so, it's such a magical thing. You realize that these, these plants, like it comes from a seed that could be shelved for hundreds of years then you drop it in the ground and it freaking sprouts. How, what kind of technology, like how, <laughs> how advanced is that? 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like you could. That's so true. Our technology versus like nature and it's just, it's like nothing. It's like nothing. I see that. I see that. And I say no amount of technology could really um, compare to what nature has done already. So I put myself in that mindset to realize I am a part of this whole that is all mm-hmm. connected and that um, I don't know what's going to happen when I die. Like, I think I, I am very much like still like I would, <laughs> I'm still afraid of that moment happening. Um, but I think that as I uh, feel more connected to my to my surroundings, to this place, to this earth, to other people, um, it allows me to to feel the sense of like it's it's okay that things are a cycle, um, yeah. and I may not know what's going to happen next, but at least I'm going to try and live to the best of my ability because I I have I I just I I'm optimistic I'm optimistic about you know what's to come next and I read into reincarnation and that's something Mm -hmm. that like I'm learning more about and I feel like maybe that's something that does happen like it is a a cyclical thing and you know um I don't know I don't know but these these things that I'm reading allow me to have that curiosity there we go like my curiosity takes me Mm -hmm. to places that feel right if that's it makes sense like everybody reads their own they're attracted to certain things and for what I'm currently reading um it makes me feel like I'm going in the right direction um and connecting with my spirituality that's helpful to me everything is spiritual first I say that to myself and then it's material and Mm -hmm. whatever afterward so yeah absolutely you know I mean if we just take a moment and think like everything starts with a thought right and it's, it's like this in, invisible thing that we can't touch and then with you know with, with whatever you need to do to create whatever however to manifest that then it comes later but mm-hmm. yes yeah, so, so much of this world is invisible <laughs> yeah it's so it's so true and then when you uh, I used to not think this way you know when I was younger mm-hmm. I was like I don't uh, Reiki that's weird you know and or like um Mm-hmm. just like meditating why would you even do that just you know so like I used to think that way and then um as I started learning more about those things I realized like yeah it's it's important to yeah I, I didn't used to care for those things I'll just be honest and then as I got older um your your brain it feels to me like your brain is like a computer and as you get more information you're going to have to organize or compartmentalize those things in a, in a positive way or else it'll just like overload. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's how I see meditation and, um, any type of, uh, way to calm your thought or just be in the present moment. Uh, that, that's good. It's so helpful as you get older because you do take in more memories. You do have, more situations that happen to you and if you ruminate on the same thing can you imagine your computer just like looping this one program that you do not want it to loop you're gonna have to do some kind of 
what is it what they call it defragmentation or something <laughs> like, like a, a debug or something like I, I think you gotta you gotta do that with yourself in whatever way works for you so mm-hmm. yeah that's how I see meditation it's a wonderful thing or even uh, practices of being present which laughter is one of those things being in a state of for me wonder like I love watching sci-fi films or anything that has to do with uh space uh that makes me feel like I'm not on earth. Yeah, it's just stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's so awesome. And I, you know, and I really, I do think like that's one of the ingredients to have a, like a fulfilling life is to keep that childhood enthusiasm. And like you were saying, wonder that awe alive, because, you know, if we think back to when we were children everything was so fascinating because everything was new to us. Right. And then, I mean, we, and even though maybe we're used to seeing certain things, but we can definitely like you, like you do it so well, you can still tap into what makes you excited and, and to chase that. And that's usually mm-hmm. what bring, is going to bring you the most bliss in your life. I believe that. Yes. So you saying chasing the thing that makes you feel good. That is mm-hmm. so as a kid, you don't realize you're doing that. That's just what you do. You're like, I like Mm -hmm. this. Give me more monster trucks. Like that's what that's, you're such an amazing manifester as a kid. You're like that pure force of positive nature. And you're like, I know what I want. You know, I feel like we're Mm -hmm. more decisive as kids than we are as adults. Somehow it's kind of like we forget, you know, and then, and then the universe asks us to remember that maybe that's the challenge as a, as a human is to like forget and then remember and then forget and then remember, you know, and Mm -hmm. I feel like I forget and remember every five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's, it's, you know, like, Oh my God, I forgot to eat. And then, I realized how my body is such a part of this vehicle that like, yeah, I got to take care of my body. And so, um, yeah, having that awareness for things that you like, um, it's good. It's so, it's so good. And, and it might seem selfish to people, uh, cause I feel like describing like, just go after what makes you feel good. That can seem very, selfish uh but if you if you feel good then the people around you are going to feel good too your family members may not see it that way at the moment but then later on that like if you feel something really is right for you then it spreads absolutely absolutely and um i mean just like i mean i think it's a really great example with what's happening right now in the world right like if we if we turn on the tv and if we put on the news it's just constant bombardment of honestly negativity and what I've noticed sometimes is like even if I've uh, maybe I've learned like a positive thing that has happened during this time or perhaps uh, maybe that the numbers aren't as high or you know whatever it might be and I find that some people don't want to hear it don't want to hear the positive news they're just Mm -hmm. because you know negativity can be very addicting so Mm -hmm. I think you know I guess that's another good question to, to talk about is um, what have you done to kind of like balance out all this information that has been coming through? Um, so I feel every human being is sensitive. And for me in particular, I would say I'm, I'm extremely sensitive. So even before mm-hmm. this happened, I actually didn't have like a TV in my home. Uh, I didn't... Uh, <clears throat> really watch the news. I just kind of heard what other people around me 
that's how I got news is if I was speaking mm-hmm. to another person and they felt like that was relevant to what we were talking about. Um, and that's only that, that seems like I'm putting blind blinders on and, but that's how I have to work as a, cause I, I am aware of what's happening. You know, I, I mm-hmm. am aware. And once you are aware, um, there, there was a decision in me where, I just started feeling so bad. Um, and this was the first like two or three months of, of the news hitting the United States that the, the COVID had, you know, been infecting mm-hmm. cities. And so, um, I felt very sad. I felt very down and, um, like I just had to tell myself I couldn't really, uh, give my attention to that anymore because it was detrimental to me and my family members you know like all we would ever talk about we would just be sobbing yeah I would just be sobbing I would just be sad every time I saw my parents which was like the few occasions during the beginning it was like people were even afraid to see their family members right so um I was like I don't want to make these memories if that makes sense like I don't want to keep on being just a a sad presence in other people's lives because I also feel this sense of duty to the, my my circle where I I have a place where um, like you said like I inspire you in a way and I feel like I have that I'm taking on that duty to myself too like I have to inspire myself so I can go ahead and inspire other people so I can't be Absolutely. this sad or dark presence in their lives because it's it's everywhere already it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like you're forgetting about it it's there like every time you walk outside your door it's there you know so mm-hmm. um uh I told myself that I had to get my body back in shape because I just stopped paying attention to it um I had to stop watching the news honestly like this was advice mm-hmm. given to me by my father because one day I called him up and I was just so sad at um everything that was happening uh in the world and also just in america in particular with like black people and the injustices that were happening and you know my boyfriend is bat is black so that was hitting him really hard too and just to be a strong partner to him and supportive um you know i was like i can't be the best person i can be when i'm weak that's how I felt. I just felt weak. And so that's what I did. I just kind of, I did put on the blinders and I just started digging myself out of the hole, if that makes sense. So um, where I am now, you're finding me in like a good place. But if you had spoken to me, maybe like a couple months back, um, it was more of a darker place for me and I think people are still feeling that way um Mm -hmm. and they have like every right to feel that way but it was my decision to say like I need to stop so so that I can be strong um Mm -hmm. and uh this sense of gratitude came over me because I was like man I am so lucky to have a roof over my head I am so lucky to have this body that I have that I'm able to if I wanted to like at any moment it'll be like okay let's go run you know, some people don't mm-hmm. have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just to just be grateful in general for the life that I am living, the friends that I have, the love that I experience. And, and with uh, this, this, this mortality, you know, just like our own mortality being put right in front of our faces. I just say like, well, every moment is, is a present. 
right? Like every Mm -hmm. day, like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's so there. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow, but if, if I'm okay now, I might as well just like live it to the best of my ability and and make Mm -hmm. good memories. So that was the decision that I had to make in my head, um, to be okay. Um, and I totally get if somebody feels as though that that's not the place we should be in, uh, but that's where I have to be to be a better person. You know, it's okay. it's okay for somebody to to not feel that way. I'm okay with that too. Like I I still have friends who are very that you know like it, it's very easy to be pessimistic um, or they're in a place that they're they're angry. You know, I've felt all of those things, but they just didn't help me in living my day-to-day life, you know? Like, I, yeah. I've been through depression, and I've also had, like, panic attacks before. Um, I've had anxiety, and this is why I play music, because the music is my outlet. It allows me to change that vibration and then help other people, too. Like, what a win. Each person has to find whatever works for them. Mm-hmm. So... That's how I feel about it. Man, well, yeah, well, thanks so much for, for opening up and, you know, showing your vulnerability and, um, you know, and, and everything you've experienced and all of us, right? Like, I think collectively as a, as a, as a species, right? Like, we're, we're going through such a transformative time and uh, we're, we're all in it together. And I think that that gives me a lot of peace of mind sometimes is like, literally this is globally in the human world we're all dealing with this together yeah and and um like nobody gets out of this one you know we're we're all dealing with it um Mm -hmm. and you know and of course it it manifests differently for everybody but um but i think you know what, what really um resonates a lot is that accountability you know that you took on for yourself and I think, you know, even in, in regular times, right, even in moments when we're not all facing the pandemic, I think, um, you know, as someone that went through depression, too, is it, it, it is like a decision making because it's like you, it's very enticing to to stay in that place and that and that dark hole. Because somehow it kind of feels comfortable in there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. well, I, I could just stay this way. But yeah. then you, but then you know, right? Then you know that you are just getting deeper and deeper, and it really comes down to um, what you said, making that choice for yourself. So, um, so of course, this is this is pretty big. More like I said, maybe the biggest thing we'll ever see in our lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. So it is different in that aspect, but it is similar too to other times when when someone might go through depression and, and the powerful. Um, impact you have on your life by saying, you know what, no, I, I want different for myself and I'm going to, you know, take accountability. And, and so I'm, I'm so grateful that you went through that decision-making because it is true. Like I, I mean, honestly, what I see is musicians, musicians, artists, and, and traditionally, you know, back in the day when we also had our, we were all more tribal and whatnot, um, typically like shamans were also musicians and artists mm-hmm. and, and they were the ones that were in charge of uplifting their tribe. Um, and, and so I, I honestly swear to God, I, I feel that you can like so many other musicians in town and Vegas, you guys really take that on. Like I see it so clearly, you know, and, and we're like, Vegas is just so, so lucky to have you guys as like the, those people, you know. Vegas so. is a is a very unique and beautiful place. It's mm-hmm. a very 
very amazing place. And um, going through, everybody has their tough times that they're, they're going to deal with. Like, I, I think it, as a human, there's, there's like a, we go through the her, heroic journey, right? Like it's a, mm-hmm. that's a film mm-hmm. term because I was actually talking to my film friends yesterday, uh, Danny and Rachel, and they were talking about that heroic journey through a, uh, for, that a main character has to take. And um, what's helped me, I guess, like realize, like you have to realize first, you have to be aware mm-hmm. that you're in a, a, a moment of depression or you're in, you're, your emotions are going downward if that makes sense um what's helped me is that like I, I guess I've I've gone through my series of roller coasters when I at a young age um and and like in I lived in northeast Vegas and that a lot of people would say that that's not like the best part of town or they wouldn't buy a house there but um that part of town has like like they're when I when I was a kid, there was gang violence and there were shootings. Like literally, like the neighbor's daughter in the house in front of me was like shot in a drive-by, and wow. so like there's all these crazy things that I feel I'm very lucky to be alive, or just I I feel very mm-hmm. lucky to be where I'm at. Um, the how I was born, you know, like I I think about my mom is Filipino and, uh, and the struggles she's gone through to go from her country and then to raise me in America as like a single mother when like during the infancy years of me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I see that perspective and I say, man, I really have nothing to be sad about because all the people that have helped me become who I am made so many sacrifices in their life. So I, I, I also have that in the back of my mind of just my mm-hmm. parents, my ancestry, um, the environment that I grew up in, like, I, I'm really, really lucky. Like, if I, I just count how blessed I am, um, and I also feel like you don't really have to go through a tumultuous childhood to feel that way, too. Like, I, like mm-hmm. I said, like, if you just look at nature and you see how miraculous that even it how there's trees taller or as tall as the skyscrapers that we have now like those things make you realize like man my life is so wonderful like it's I don't know so that's helped me um it's just like the way that I grew up has made I guess like if you consider it like a boxing match you've kind of been punched (laughs) You know, and like, and then you're like, oh, now I'm just like, you punch me in the face and I just laugh. It's, it sounds, it's, that's, that sounds like menacing almost. Uh, but um, everybody deals with their own, um, like the, the punches thrown at them. I feel like they deal with it differently. And we all um, have the ability to change our, our lives. We all have that ability. And when we do, like the results are that, that ripple in the water. It's like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have friends who have gone through really tough times in their lives, like abusive relationships that were long term, 10 years. And I can't even imagine that. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, mm. like to be in that circumstance or like, can you imagine um, growing up in a country where war was all that was happening? just like mm-hmm. constant war um that there's so many perspectives in the world and when you put yourself out of your own little bubble um maybe you can see those the things that make your life a little bit like 
better. You know, you're like, oh my God, I'm living in an amazing place because it's generally peaceful, at least for me. At least for me, I feel like it's, I'm sitting in this room talking to you on my computer and I have nothing to worry about. Like that's how I was like, you know, like, and I've seen you and you're alive and you're okay. And these are, these are miraculous things, you know, um, getting used to that is probably the thing that would take me in a, take me out of that state of gratefulness. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And just, yeah, that, that practice of gratitude is so transformative. It, it changes your life. Like when you just start to, like you just said earlier, just listing it off, like listing off and what you realize is those little things mean so much really in the grand scheme of, of everything. So, mm. so, um, so yeah. So, um, but before we sign off, I wanted to chat a little bit about your new single, which we will okay. be air- will be airing um, after um, after our the interview. So, for people listening, please stay tuned and listen to Sonia's new single that she just released. <laughs> so, tell us. I'm laughing because it's fun. Uh, yeah, tell tell us a little bit about that song, and yeah. I love it. I absolutely I have, love it so much. Yeah, what did you do? <laughs> um, so I have these post-its that, like, I have on my wall to remind me to, like, work and finish on a song. And so this was done. It's called Heart Station. So that's the song <laughs> I'm talking about. Um, and uh, actually, it was made... This, is, this sounds like such a procrastinator moment in my head. I'm like, oh my God, you're procrastinated. But I wrote it in like 2018, actually. Um, it was when I first got an iPad and I was just like so excited about this iPad. I was like, oh my God, I can go on GarageBand and make all these sounds. And uh, I just threw together all these samples and they turned into this song that I made. Um, it's one of those things where if you create something and you're not really thinking so much, you'd be surprised at how like good it comes out if you're not thinking so much. And so, uh, yeah, this song was made in like 20 minutes. That's it. So I threw these samples together and I think the, the spirits of the matrix came down and channeled (laughs) maybe, I don't know. And then these words, they all rhymed and I still am kind of like, flabbergasted like how did I rhyme all those words and it came out cohesively <laughs> like, <I'm> so <laughs> um, it's good to be proud of yourself sometimes you know absolutely like, this one I'm really happy about because I am truly aligned with the with the words um I like how fun it feels there's sitar in there so I was like hey man I threw in some Indian <laughs> flair I'm half Indian, so I feel like, yeah, I might as well just try out this sound. And then it was all electronic, which is something I've never done before. I usually play with a guitar and live instruments. So this was made on a GarageBand iPad. Um, And then I took it to my friend to be radio ready, and that was Heart Station. So um, after it was made, I went to a friend, and um, he's a filmmaker from UNLV. And he was like, yeah, I really like this song. Let's see if we can, like, make a kooky video. And so we just filmed the wildest scenery or whatever. And it just turned out to be this colorful Austin Powers uh, psychedelic experience. (laughs) So, yeah, that's Heart Station. And I love it because it's fun and yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty positive too, I would say. So mm-hmm, I like stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you get to get a visual where, I don't know, if you take mushrooms or something. 
<laughs> Go on a little journey. <laughs> so that's Heart Station. I like it a lot. <laughs> I hope you do too. Oh yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Well, awesome, Sonia. This was so much fun chatting with you. And and um, before we leave, I I would love if you could just tell people, you know, maybe if someone that's struggling right now. Um, with whatever their situation might be, like what what's one piece of advice like you can tell people to just to stay grateful, to stay uplifted um, during these times? Maybe if there's one thing you could do, like in a pra- in a practical way, um, for me, what I've been doing a lot lately is that actually just like looking up at the stars, mm. and that kind of puts me in a in a mind state that's quite different. You know, when you look up at the stars, it's yeah. it's a it's a beautiful thing. Like we have stars. Can you? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been mm-hmm. helpful for me to to maybe get me out of a place that I don't want to be in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. It's so true. And it's, yeah, we live in a magical world and it's, and it's okay to marvel in it. Even when things are difficult right now for a lot of folks, you know, it, it's okay to marvel at the magic that is earth. So mm-hmm. thank you for, thank you for reminding us, Sonia. No, thanks for having me. It's always fun talking with you. It goes like so many places. I know, right? Always. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. much fun. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. Sonia. Well, thank you so much. Truly appreciate your your time, um, your friendship, your 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 gift, honestly, to this world of just being who you are. So thank you for being who you are. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for bringing people together. That's your power. You have like the the ability to gather folks together. Be one. That's an awesome power too. Oh, thanks, girl. Totally. I love it. I love making. I love seeing people come together, be happy, connect, and realize like we're we're all in it together. No one's mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Thanks, Monica. Of course. Thank you. And thank you to everyone listening. And if you're listening, please leave us a a review and we'd love to hear from you. So thank you, everybody. And of course, stay tuned for Sonia's song.